Hit it. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. You're listening to Pod Me If You Can. This is Pod Me If You Can. Movie reviews by David and Lloyd. An Australian podcast on your favorite movies. Go to www.podmeifyoucan.com. Welcome to Pod Me If You Can. I'm David Farrell. And I'm Lloyd Hughes. Today's film is the 1989 classic Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, I don't know if I need a spoiler warning, do I, Lloyd? <laughs> if you haven't seen Weekend at Bernie's by now, you're much like me, because I hadn't seen it as well. It took me till 2017 to watch Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> now, uh, having never seen the film, of course, I did know the premise. Uh, beforehand, I knew it was about a dead guy, Bernie, and the two guys that hang out at his beach house. And I think I knew at one point they got Bernie laid. I'm not sure why I knew that, but I feel like I knew it from pop culture or, um, you know, from a joke from something else. And I thought, from oh, Clerks, that's weird. Maybe, maybe from Clerks. Sure. Does I he get laid? Recall. Does he get laid um, dead? Well, uh, let's jump straight in. <laughs> I think he does, and I think it's part of his body's all stiff. But that drunk uh, mobster's wife goes up to his bedroom. Oh, that's and, right, yeah. Yeah, and um, she's up there for a while with him and comes back, smokes a cigarette and seems satisfied. So I think the implication is that she had sex with him and <laughs> it was some necrophilia that went on. Also from shows like How I Met Your Mother, uh, they've referenced it like Weekend at Barney's was a joke uh, where if he died, they would, you know, reenact the scenes from Weekend at Barney's, you know, where they have him arm on a string, waving at girls and things like that. And, of course, they will also get him laid. So I feel I felt like going into the movie that I'd already kind of seen the premise and I just never bothered to see Weekend at Bernie's. I was just like, oh, that just doesn't really interest me. I didn't purposefully avoid it. It just never really came on TV when I was watching or, like, you know, I wasn't at someone's house when they were, you know, it just wasn't... I guess when you're a kid, this is a good thing to see, Lloyd? Oh, yeah, it was a pretty big movie when I was a kid. I remember when it was on TV... Everyone was talking about it the next day at school. We all thought the two leads, Larry and Richard, were like the coolest guys. And the whole beach party scenes, the slapstick comedy, and it takes you to all kinds of chases, such as the golf carts and the speedboats. And they even have some elaborate mechanism, like as you said, to give the illusion that Bernie is alive, such as a string on Bernie's arm that activates his hand waving as they wave. And of course, when both of them start walking... Um, and then they have each of their legs tied around Bernie's legs, so it gives the illusion that Bernie's walking with them. Uh, that was hilarious to us when we were kids. Um, but just all the slapstick just really got to us. But watching it as an adult, like only a few weeks ago, I was like Elaine in Seinfeld screaming at the TV, Bernie is dead, you idiots. <laughs> I, I find a lot of the humour really repetitive and a bit tiresome. Look, to, to be honest, same. I found this really hard to sit through. I found myself going, well, who cares? <laughs> this premise seems really stupid to me. I know this isn't going to be popular for you Weekend at Bernie's fans. But watching it, I kept thinking, why don't they just walk away? <laughs> like, why are, they, why are they trying to... Like, let's get to the party scene, right? It took him way too long to die, for starters. You know he's going to die. The premise of the film is, he's a dead body. So we're waiting till like, 30-something minutes into the film or whatever before he actually dies... And they find him. And um, in that party scene, initially, they're covering up the fact that he's dead 
and, you know, making it seem like he's alive, right? But once he falls over the edge and he's landed on the sand there before he gets kind of washed away with the tide, can't they just pretend that he went swimming? Can't they just pretend like Bernie went for a late night swim? Everybody saw him alive at the party, you know? And then they can just kind of wash their hands of the whole thing. When he's on the beach with his love interest, who's uh, the, the intern. Gloria. Yeah. I think, yeah. Um, he's making out with her on the beach. Oh, sorry, and then... Gwen, I think. <laughs> oh, Gwen it is. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. He's making out with her on the beach. He's, you know, like, going to sleep with her. This is Jonathan Silverman's character. Um, and that was Richard. And then Bernie's body washes up, which is a pretty funny moment. That was then hilarious. At that, point, <laughs> at that point, why not just pretend that he's dead and like go with it, like scream and go, oh my God, Bernie. And like, she can go with it as well. And they can just pretend they've found him. Where does she go at that point? He just walks her off screen and she disappears for a while while the shenanigans continue. And uh, they continue to pretend he's alive. Why do they continue to pretend he's alive? Yeah, I couldn't help but noticing this big, massive hole that appeared in the movie as I was watching it, just right (laughs) centre screen. I was just like, what is that? It looks like a a plot hole. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I get it, right? They want to kind of succeed in the business world. But surely once he's dead, that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's all over. He's not going to promote them in, you know, his will. Yeah, so like they should kind of cut their losses at some point. And I know later on they realise that Bernie was going to have them whacked. And at that point, they don't know who the killer is. I know that they find out that Bernie is going to get them whacked, you know. And at that point, it's middle of the movie, late in the movie. They have to stick around. They don't know who the killer is. But before that, at the party, they could just walk away. (laughs) There's so many times where I was thinking, just walk away. You're done, you know? Uh, did you think that this was a great time capsule of the 80s? The outfits, the, you know, um, physical comedy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Like, <laughs> it was a bit of fun. And I guess, you know, uh, summer interns and Wall Street, the old, wanting to, that's Wall Street kind of success, I suppose. Yeah, they climbed that corporate ladder. Yeah. I, mean, I also there's... like that comedy, like, of a New York in decline, like a crumbling New York, like the aircon doesn't work or is turned off and the rooftop is melting. And, like, they say the beaches in New York apparently don't exist anymore. And I read somewhere that was in reference because the beaches, they found a whole bunch of, they called it the syringe tide in 87, 88, when medical waste washed up on several beaches in New York and New Jersey. And it cost loss cost a massive loss in tourism for them but it just gave that sense of uh, I, I don't know like New York is kind of crumbling um, and these guys are trying to get out of it through the corporate ladder that whole scene where they're on the roof and they're sort of pretending it's all a beach and it's tar all over the place I was thinking it's so hot right why don't you find some shade why sit in the open sun I don't know the sort of Almost getting robbed, but it's too hot for that. Didn't really land for me. And the physical comedy in the opening titles, you know, guy getting flattened by a fire hydrant. I was like, okay, yeah. I I didn't like the repeated joke of the kid trying to bury Bernie in the sand. Um, (laughs) You know, I was just like, oh, gosh, that's 
So 80s. <laughs> I thought the two leads, Larry and Richard, were really good, um, you know, and I, I like their language, their fashion, you know, the, I, I thought they were a re- really good duo um, in the comedy. Oh, t- I should say trio, really. I've, I'm forgetting Bernie. <laughs> of course, yes. He was uh, very <laughs> physical, I suppose. Um, that kid that was burying Bernie and he's all like, kiss my ass and stuff. <laughs> pulls a toy gun on them i found that to be one of the oddest things of the film like and this is a film about a corpse uh you know being animated by two guys and that bit where he's going to bury him at the end and he does just start burying him i was like oh this is so odd this is such a strange it didn't really land as a funny moment for me but i thought gosh wouldn't it have been great if that kid wound up being like not christian bale but like some famous you know some famous kid now, some child actor. Is he? Or, I don't think so, no. <laughs> what were some of the funny parts that made you laugh? All right, well, I found the sort of... Jonathan Silverman was better for me as a comedy lead, um, where he said, my aunt is very sick. And she goes, what? And he goes, nothing. Walks away. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> you know, he was fairly funny he delivered he's the straight man of the duo really at the one hour mark my wife was hating the film (laughs) and that was kind of contagious because (laughs) i found it really frustrating that they sort of they could get away and not be blamed for the murder basically i kept thinking like am i am i seriously rooting for these two guys to make it out of this do i care like Am I attached to them? They're just average guys, but they haven't had that kind of save the cat moment. They tried to save the company, and I don't know if this is the same with you, Lloyd, but I found it so obvious that Bernie was embezzling that money. They point out to him that a guy died four times and they've insurance paid out $2 million in error. First of all, I don't know why they're working on that $2 million error. The lead-up to why they're working on the weekend and stuff, they feel like slackers, and I don't feel like it fits with their characters to be investigating that to have discovered it yeah to have discovered it at all like um seems strange but it seems obvious is it obvious to you that bernie is stealing the money right away um yeah no uh, pretty much and the only thing that came as a surprise was the inclusion of the mafia um mafia bosses at that dinner table and then he was sleeping with the mafia's boss that that was a surprise to me i couldn't even remember that i just remember bernie dying or Bernie's dead, sorry, but I, I didn't remember the inclusion of the mafia sending out a hitman to kill him. And what about the wig he randomly has? <laughs> that's only um, that's only uh, displayed when they were sucking all the sand from him with the vacuum cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was no setup or real payoff for that wig. It was just an odd moment. Like, there were so many odd moments. That, that little kid burying him, for example... I didn't, like, laugh out loud at much. <laughs> it was pretty much what I thought it would be, I guess. For me as well, I pick on details. I do this on the podcast. I, I fixate on things and they frustrate me through a movie. Because they take Enjoy you out of the film. They take me out of the film. They affect my uh, experience of the movie. And for me, Jonathan Silverman, he likes this girl, right? He likes the intern Gwen. He's wearing a wedding ring on his wedding ring finger in that elevator. Maybe the summer intern thinks you're married. Maybe that's why no move has been made in two months. It's like a big chunky ring and maybe that was like the style in the 80s to wear those chunky rings. It looks like it should be worn on a pinky finger, but it's on his wedding ring finger. 
And I rewound it and made sure because I was like, whoa, hang on a sec. Is he married? Like, and that would be the assumption, presumably, from female characters in Weekend at Bernie's. As well, when he went on a date with Gwen, which doesn't go well because of his dad walking in in his underpants. That was one of my, was, fu- that was one of yeah. uh, the funniest moments for me. Yeah, which was amusing. I was going to say, couldn't he have just said, I have my own place, but my parents are staying with yeah, me at the moment? Yeah, that's a, a typical 80s comedy humor you're just like that doesn't make sense that explanation but the funny route is to go with a really uh, absurd explanation for Sonny Um, I guess you just have to go with it (laughs) yeah I mean that's actually the director as well uh, Ted Kocheff who plays that role he he directed this he's directed so many Uh, another film included is Rambo First Blood believe it or not. It is hard to believe, isn't it? You know, he's gone on to have a decent career after this, but um, it's funny, Jonathan Silverman feels like he was famous for a minute there and a whole bunch of his movies, probably because of this, Weekend at Bernie's might have been the highlight, I don't know, 100%, but he sort of faded away. He never had that kind of longevity to his career. Yeah, but he's still working though, and uh, I see a lot of this with actors, they have one big hit and then they fade into obscurity. Um, I don't think that can be the same uh, can be said for the uh, for Silverman because he has consistent work up until now as well. He's still working, but he's just not a star, not a lead um, in a role. Um, I want to talk about Tawny, the uh, the eighties sexy lady. How, who just how can him. we not talk about Tawny? Every one <laughs> of the podcasts is just, oh, I can't wait till I get to Tawny. <laughs> <laughs> well, fifteen minutes in, guys. The <laughs> fifteen minutes into the episode. All right, so this 80s sexy lady cameo and it's classic kind of get the guys in seats moment. Yeah, she is so perfectly representative of that 80s look. It blends that fitness, you know, you know those fitness fad videos that were just everywhere, these absolutely stunning girls going, okay, now one, now two. She just looks right out of that, just this absolute goddess <laughs> of the 80s <laughs> right and she just lets herself in she knows bernie she sets set up as a character perfectly and then just doesn't come back yeah i, I would have utilized her a lot more you got someone like that you might as well well i thought when uh his buddy is up uh in the room and he's you know like give me a minute like he's clearly got a girl up there uh richard and then it turns out to be the other girl from the party i thought it was a real opportunity to maybe include Tawny again. Like, she came back, you know, like he had no chemistry with that other girl and it was strange to see her up there. But for me, at least one more scene, like you don't have a random character run into a house and then never be seen again. But what a scene, Dave. (laughs) Sure, which is why you have a second scene or a third scene or both. Like, I'm, I'm saying... Where's Tawny? Hashtag Where's Tawny? <laughs> you know, it doubled its budget, made for fifteen million, grossed about thirty million when released in movie. So a pretty good hit uh, for its time. I think it was because of that scene, largely, largely due to that. So it's worth it to cast absolutely beautiful women in this. <laughs> uh, I like to say uh, some of the funniest moments for me in the film, watching it again uh, in my early thirties, are uh, the the big muscly dude massaging Bernie. Uh, just his voice. 
is so 80s meathead. <laughs> like, duty calls. <laughs> I, I can't do it. But I thought he was hilarious. And then you're hearing those Arnold Schwarzenegger references as he's walking in the background. You need to pump some iron. You're like, obviously, an Arnold Schwarzenegger ripoff uh, moment. Just such a sign of the times. And I like it at the beginning where the mugger tries to mug him. And Larry's just like, oh, it's too hot. And he just throws his, uh, just pushes his hand away and they just keep walking as if he isn't there yeah that was fine no those those <laughs> were fine I, I i did think that whole party was full of weirdo pretentious people though i was like who are these people that are all staying at the beach this weekend these rich people there's like surgeons and there's two muscular trainers who you mentioned it's strange that they never call the cops too i, I think I mean, it's also a comment comment on how awful that society is that they don't even recognize uh, that that somebody's dead. There is yeah. this uh, m- moment that's mentioned in a movie called Collateral uh, that Tom Cruise's character says um, a, a guy uh, is on a, a, a subway train and it does laps after laps and no one notices that he died on that train. And he's obviously commenting how sick that uh, how socially sick that that city is. And then as um, Tom Cruise dies at the end, he collapses and he go, he says something like, "Oh, do you think anyone will notice?" I think he does. It's been a while since I've seen it. It's one of my one of my favorites, actually. A Collateral by Michael Mann, of course. That's I, I that relates perfectly to Weekend of Bernie's. That you got this guy who's dead and this. Uh, uh, bourgeoisie society just doesn't even recognize that they're too busy either getting drugs from him or trying to talk him into a deal for buying his porsche um the the muscly dude's massaging him but he's not paying attention to him he's looking at the girls you know it's 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 actually this there is some depth to a weekend at bernie's (laughs) (laughs) we're peeling back the layers here people (laughs) let's talk about like the realistic kind of (laughs) decomposition of a human body at some point, you become kind of stiff like a board and you void your bowels, right? Those are the common things about death. So how realistic is this comedy going to be? <laughs> well, yeah, the physicality is a bit all over the shop, but I did read somewhere that this uh, Japanese lady, I think it was set in Japan, uh, broke the record for being the oldest person alive for many years, but that person was actually dead. They were keeping, uh, so I don't know how they were keeping the body up there, like in verification and all that. Like, I don't know how that went on. But, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Sonic, if this movie isn't too far from the truth, that people have actually kept tried to keep the illusion that somebody is alive and they're actually dying. But how do they deal with the smell? How do they deal with, um, the, you know, the decomposition decomp- of the body, the skin going all, all rotten and, and so forth? Yeah, yeah you got to ask those questions. And also, I mean, when the woman drunkenly has sex with him, like the necrophilia of it, um, like I guess at that point his body is starting to go stiff, I suppose, but um, she is easily fooled. Well, I thought you saw Neon Demon. (laughs) (laughs) That's another one people can look up on Podme if you can. I'm not going to get into the spoilers of it here. There were a few times Bernie's body twitched. There was one where they pop a cork and Bernie twitches and you can see the top of his head move like a flinch. So there's a few times you kind of, you see him helping as well, like move the body around, because obviously it would be tricky if if he wasn't actually helping, if he did just become the kind of, pardon the pun, dead weight. Um, so there's times where you can kind of see him collaborating and moving and legs moving. And a poor stunt take, double and dummy. Yeah, which took me out of it as well. So 
I know it's 1989. I know I should be more forgiving, but it's it's so weird. Terry Kaiser looking at his filmography, I, he just seems so recognizable when you see him at Weekend at Bernie's. Like, oh, I've seen that guy in heaps of movies. And I looked at his filmography. I'm like, oh, maybe I haven't. He just has that face that that just seems really recognizable that you've seen him in a lot of movies. But maybe Weekend at Bernie's is so iconic for me, it's just embedded in my head. Or maybe he just looks like every every other person, <laughs> you know? Like, he just looks like a lot of people that look the same. That's possible, yeah. Couldn't say, man. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, you know, when you call the police, the police have to show up, right? Because when you call them and hang up, they don't know if you're in peril. So... They called the police and just hung up, but they never showed up. Didn't they call once and it's the secretary and they're like, oh, the cop, the uh, sergeant isn't here, he's out doing something. So it just gives the impression that it's a very slack and lackluster police force on the island. Okay. Uh, All right. From memory. (laughs) Hey, look, I'll take that, you know. (laughs) I did find it strange too, after the Bernie washes up on the beach scene, which is super creepy and probably the most iconic thing out of this film for me, that shot. Uh, it was really well-timed. It was really well done. They go back to the party and everybody's just left and it didn't really get explained. Like, how long were they away from that party at the lighthouse? Like, did they lose the budget for extras here? Like, the intern disappears as well. Um, I guess it was just kind of... <laughs> I know it's just a comedy film, but it was throwing everything into question for me. <laughs> And as well, the party was their chance to get away, you know, and not get blamed. And that, that, that was the worst part for me, is that I, I wasn't rooting for them to succeed because for me, the success was that they got away with not being blamed for killing him. You know, they were no longer going to become corporate hotshots. One of them just wants to have a fun weekend and maybe get laid. And as he says, guy gets laid more dead than I do alive, you know? <laughs> and they live in like a shoebox or whatever in, in New York, but... It's like a nice weekend for them. They obviously gets ruined with the death of Bernie. And they want to milk it for as long as possible. Yeah, at, at what lengths? Jeez. <laughs> when as well they find out Bernie was going to kill them and they find out about Paulie and, you know, there's a killer and whatever, they're so far behind the audience I found it really frustrating. Like, it wasn't new information for us. We've known the whole movie since he has the meeting, you know? So I was like, geez, you, f- you found the note, you found the money, just go. What are you still doing here? <laughs> you want a better life. There's a pile of money here <laughs> that you allegedly embezzled. Just take that away and you take the note away. Nobody knows. I just, yeah, I found it really frustrating. <laughs> you put too much logic into, into an, a film with no logic at all. <laughs> yes, yes. And dead bodies should be paler as well. Um <laughs> I don't know, uh, the, the climactic scenes, they take the boat out and then Bernie water skis, you know, they're, they're trying to leave and take him with them. I just, just leave the boat. Just, just leave the boat, man. Um, they're swimming with the body of Bernie at one point And I just wrote, why, why, why? Like, let him sink. Like, what's the difference at that point? Why do you need the body of Bernie? Why are you hurrying to get him on the, the sort of departing boat? It just didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> uh, and when Paulie comes in and just shoots Bernie multiple times, I was like, well, that's it. That's it. That's the climax. <laughs> I don't know. I cannot see myself watching number two. I just, I read the synopsis of some voodoo rubbish and I just can't bring myself, like, it's taken me this long to see number one and I haven't been won over. I haven't been wowed. <laughs> 
Um, everything felt like a setup for a joke that didn't quite land and the logic was all over the place. But you've seen number yeah, two? Yeah, I saw number two uh, in lead-up for this podcast. The writer-director of Weekend of Bernie's uh, 2 is Robert Klein, who was the writer of the first Weekend of Bernie's, and he's only ever directed four movies and one of them being Weekend of Bernie's 2. Um, and I barely remember anything of Weekend of Bernie's 2, and I was so shocked to see that there was a sequel. But when I did watch it, I was. Uh, it did remind me. It did ring a bell. Like I was like, oh yeah, I remember this. And the most iconic uh, scene from the movie is when he gets an arrow through his head. And for the majority of the movie, uh, Bernie has actually got an arrow through his head, um, and he still functions. I guess that's the comedy of it. Basically, uh, they they want to get more money. Like he's hidden a, a fortune somewhere, and they some corporate agent or whoever has gotten hired a voodoo person to uh, awaken Bernie, but the people who execute the ritual stuff up, they don't kill a chicken, they kill a pigeon. And so Bernie, Bernie only comes alive when there's music. And so he does a slight dance and he, he'll walk towards um, where he's needed to go, which is um, the Bahamas, I think. They go somewhere. I, c I can't remember where it's set. And, uh, yeah, so it's a lot of comedy with the music playing, Bernie all of a sudden resurrecting the resurrecting and leading the people to uh, wh wherever he's hidden the money. And it's this whole comedy back and forth of who's going to make it first and how they're going to get the dead body. Lots of jokes recycled from the first one, obviously. But it isn't that bad of a sequel. I actually enjoyed it. Um, it I did grow tired of the, of the um, slapstick, the repeated slapstick comedy all throughout it, but... It's a really perfectly acceptable uh, uh, sequel, uh, surprisingly, and it did moderately well. I think it was made for like $6 million and grossed $10 million, so not a massive hit or anything like that, but it, it, it's not too bad. Um, the movie's lasting legacy, however, came nearly 20 years later with the Bernie dance, I think uh, made by a group called the White Kids, I think. I, I just Googled, I had to Google what, what it was and I saw the music video uh, where it's a rap song uh, featuring ins instructions on how to do the Bernie dance where you lead, lean back um, and then keep walking so you're, you're fully leaned back and your arms are moving like uh, like crazy. So uh, it's, a, it's a crazy dance, but it became a big fad. I personally don't remember it too well. Um, uh, when I was clubbing back then, I remember the U-Turn by Usher and uh, the <laughs> Soldier Boy dance. I remember them, but I don't remember the Bernie dance. But that was a big revival of uh, Weekend at Bernie's, in particular the sequel, the second one. I remember the U-Turn as well. <laughs> IMDb disagrees with you. Weekend at Bernie's 2 is 4.6 out of 10. <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's 1, 6.3 out of 10. Oh, okay. So yeah. They disagree that the sequel is better. Oh, or, I don't uh, think... Sorry, I don't think it's better, but it's a perfectly fine sequel, but obviously the IMDb disagrees with me. <laughs> yeah, and set... Well, not set, but, you know, 1993, four years later. Just think of the body's decomposition then. <laughs> All right, well... Weekend at Bernie's, I didn't love it, but uh, I do enjoy, and I, I really do love on this podcast when we fill in the blanks. 
Uh, previously, I watched Tron for the first time. I saw Goonies for the first time. I saw, uh, yeah, yeah. What was it? Um, the Tim Burton film that I surprisingly had never seen. Uh, wasn't Edward Scissorhands? Hang on. No, it wasn't Edward Scissorhands. It was Beetlejuice, wasn't it? Ah, uh, Beetlejuice. Yeah, of I'd course. never seen that. No, that really blew me away. The effects and everything like that. Michael Keaton, especially. That was mm. that was really surprising. Well, that's a good one to see. I mean, I feel like I haven't gained anything by watching Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Maybe because I've already known too much from pop culture, but. As well, I was like 32 minutes into this film, he's finally dead, and there's an hour to go. What is going on? Like, so much setup. But um, look, it is a lot of fun. Last week, Lloyd uh, watched Jerry Maguire for the first time, so we have sort of been catching up on the films which we've never seen before um, on the podcast. I'm sure we'll do this every year, like uh, find more and more films that we've just never seen. Uh, Lloyd, do you want to tell us about the YouTube channel? Guys, we've got a YouTube channel that uh, where we um, review obscure movies but with famous stars and these movies are usually terrible. You'll see them, well, if DVDs are still around where you uh, live for our listeners, but a 10-pack of like movies and you it might be like Terminal Velocity or Firefox 7 or something like that. <laughs> and it usually... It's usually a big celebrity's early movies or a movie in their later in their career when their 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 career is um on a very low or possibly at the end, and uh, some sometimes it's a gem, an absolute gem that we uh, discover. But we've rediscovered a lot of movies on our YouTube channel. We're up to 120 something, so there's a lot there to go through. They only go on for about between five and ten minutes, um, but they're re- really informative and really interesting. I highly recommend you check it out. It's a lot of work from us. We try to get them out every week, um, but if you get a chance to. Um, uh, see it, you might discover a gem or get warned of a movie never to see. <laughs> and I do find after, because um, we, we do them separately, you know, we're not watching these films together, I do feel like after I've watched a review from you, Lloyd, that I've seen the film. And I'm hoping that you feel the same when you see mine. Definitely. So some of the, the titles we've reviewed, I mean, they've been films of Brad Pitt, Keanu Reeves, I've done a Jack Nicholson one recently, early Charlie Sheen gets a look in, early Julia Roberts, it's it's a really mixed bag of films. But if you head to podmeifyoucan.com, you'll find uh, links there to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe. We um, put up a fair few, like, decent videos there for you guys to check out. And as Lloyd said, one a week. And these obscure films, you'll have never heard of them. You know what I mean? Like, these are real gems. These These are, like... Watch at your own risk type movies sometimes. There, um, there's a reason they've never heard of them. <laughs> yeah. The obscurity is there, but also somebody famous is in them. So you sort of think from this pot of dirt of a film, a beautiful flower grew. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you'll enjoy them. I, I'm sure you'll get a kick out of them. So anyway, podmeifyoucan.com. That's a whole back catalogue of films and you can listen to... Um, all the nearly 200 audio episodes we've done there as well. Hope you've enjoyed Weekend at Bernie's, and uh, we'll talk to you next time on Pod Me If You Can. Hit it. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening. Please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Go to www.podmeifyoucan.com. Pod Me If You Can. Movie reviews. 